Hello, thanks for tuning in again. You are listening again to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK geek podcast for the science fiction, fantasy and horror nerd. This is episode 424, recorded on Monday the 17th of January 2022 at 22.56.02. I had to squint there a bit through my crusty right eye. I'm standing here trying to talk between the traffic and a noise that sounds like a bowling alley above me. Thanks, Dad. I've got a can of cider in my hand, and we are in the pre-show section. I said earlier, my eye's crusty. It is crusty again. It's something that's happened before. I don't know what it is. There are varying opinions, but I have been recommended an ointment. I also went for a walk today, and... It has been a few days since I've been for a walk. I've been sleeping a bit too much because of that postrome from the migraine. That's like a migraine hangover. Here's the thing, though. I put my feet into my trainers. Curse you, Reebok Classics. And it appeared that my shoes had shrunk. It took me far longer than it should have done to realise that my shoes were exactly the same size but my feet had swollen from the lack of activity, probably, and a salty diet. That migraine has largely gone. I say largely because sometimes I can feel a slight pressure on my head, particularly on the left. Honestly, altogether, I'm absolutely fine I could just do with a little more exercise, which I'm planning to do tomorrow. I need to trim the hedge outside. Yes, I'll be dealing with the hedge yet again. (laughs) The hedge is almost its own character in this pod by now. And when I say hedge, it's a lot of different plants, shrubs, not just one thing. Probably a triffid in there as well. Ah, cider. Let us move on to the culture section and get the show started and talk about the book of Boba Fett. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I'm watching it at least. I can't remember what I've said about it. Probably not that much. Here's what I think of the show so far then. I've got absolutely nothing against the excellent Tamura Morrison. He is a great Boba, but the series doesn't, for some reason, have me very excited to see each new episode, especially after the last one that I saw, which had mods in space. Yeah, mods on their land speeder Vespers or Lambrettas looking for a rumble. <laughs> I thought that the retro-futuristic scooters looked pretty cool, but the problem is, they did not look good in Star Wars. They looked oddly out of place and jarring. One guy had an overcoat and a tie. It was very quadrophenia. It was weird. 
That is but one aspect that I don't think works very well. But there are other things, though, and this shows you how difficult it is to make anything creative, even with the best creatives and great actors and great effects and all that stuff, it can still go wrong. As a creative myself, I'm not sure exactly what is wrong with it. I can make some guesses. Perhaps it's something to do with the pace, perhaps the story is just too low stakes, especially after The Mandalorian. Perhaps this Boba Fett's just a little too nice, but something is definitely off about the show. It feels like high quality, but low engagement for me. You may differ on that opinion. The show has even introduced the brilliant Danny Trejo as a Rancor trainer. Even with him, it still doesn't feel great. I really hate to criticise writers, because I am one myself, but it feels like the writing is a little lacklustre. On the other hand, at least we finally got to see how the Fett escaped his terrible misfortune in the last of the original films, Return of the Jedi. I ask you, who amongst us Star Wars fans cannot remember that feeling of extreme hilarity tinged with sadness and mixed with glee and laughter and all conflicting emotions when the mighty bounty hunter accidentally balked himself right into the pit of Carcoon, the nesting place of the all-powerful Sarlacc. What a cack-handed oaf. And it's easy to forget, because we love Django and Boba so much, that they haven't had an entirely successful time, have they? In the prequel movie, there's that fight between... Django and Obi-Wan that doesn't end well for him and then there's the fight with Mace Window that ends even less well. You'd have thought that Django and Boba had learned by now to know their limitations. As Clint Eastwood says in one of the Dirty Harry movies, a man's got to know his limitations. Where were we at the... <laughs> Pit of Carcoon, the nesting place of the all-powerful Sarlacc. Yeah, we finally did get to see him escape, although I knew a variation of his escape, and I knew he survived from the extended universe books that I've talked about before, but it was nice to see it on the screen. And to see it on the screen for those who weren't familiar with those books as well. Oh, and by the way, like... Probably you, unless you are very eagle-eyed. I thought that that was Pedro Pascal playing a cameo as one of the mayor's flunkies. Apparently it was not Pedro Pascal, but another actor called Galen Howard. I'm very suspicious about that. I also read that he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I don't know. It looked like... Pedro Pascal with a bit of extra makeup to make him look a little bit heftier, flabby. 
let's leave that behind for now and move on to something else. I also watched The One. This is a Netflix adaptation of prolific author, an author I've never actually heard of before, John Mars's techno-thriller about a dating app that matches you with your perfect genetic mate. I believe this came out last year on Netflix. I don't always write the dates down. Naughty me. That concept of finding your perfect mate is something that immediately reminded me of Samuel R. Delaney's stars in my pocket like grains of sand, which I read a very, very long time ago. You can seek that out, but be warned, it's a little depressing. As well as reminding me of that Samuel R. Delaney classic science fiction book, the one is also timely and topical. It gets into the morality of surveillance capitalism, abuse of user-collected data, corporate psychopathy, and not least my amazing lack of success with any of the at least 10 and counting dating apps I have tried. I'm not exaggerating. Listen to previous pods for further elucidation. I almost said hallucination. (laughs) And that is the one on Netflix. I watched the whole of season one. I'm not sure if there's going to be a season two. It felt like it ended where it needed to end. Box setting, a whole season, should say something about its quality, though. Mm. Bit more cider. I also put a warm compress on my eye just before this. Alright. Next, let us talk about The Expanse. As far as I can see, the series is now finished forever. After the events in this final episode of season six, episode six, the Martian Marines, under the command of our favourite Martian, Bobby Draper, and the help of the ship Rosinante, Commando Storm, the railgun emplacement, Marco is destroyed by the gods, and a piece is forged in the solar system at last. A tentative peace between the Martians, Earth, and the Belt. Let me tell you what I've learned from the series so far. Well, at the end. I really, really hate sound in space and pointless gravity on spaceships. I've said this so many times. In fact, I've said this until I'm blue in the face with vacuum suffocation. I hate that. And every time I mention The Expanse, I say that. That is something I do not like. Next. Anversarala is Blake Seven's Servalan, if Servalan was only ruthless, not ruthless and evil. James Holden, at the end of the final episode, briefly becomes President of the Galaxy, Babylon 5 style, like President Sheridan, although Sheridan lasted a little longer. And the series is left hanging with a young alien-slash-human 
hybrid slash god when a boy beyond the ring gets Dave Bowman. That's a reference from 2001 A Space Odyssey. You're a geek. You know exactly what I mean. And that is it for The Expanse. It was good while it lasted. I think it need go no longer. I'm sorry if you're a fan, but let's make room for some new stuff. Isn't there an adaptation of Larry Niven's Ringworld series in the works? That's something to look forward to. For us hard sci-fi nuts. Let's move on to something else. Vanilla Alert, though. This is not science fiction fantasy on horror. I watched the first episode of the BBC thriller The Tourist, which is set in the Australian outback and is about a man with amnesia. This is a very short review. I hated the sarky, annoying protagonist. I hated him so much I didn't care a jot what was happening to him and I didn't continue watching the show. That's a tourist on BBC iPlayer. Next, another vanilla alert. I watched Hidden Assets, a BBC Irish slash Belgian thriller called Hidden Assets, which is about terrorism and diamonds and conspiracies and follow the money and a lot of other things. Honestly, there's too much going on, but it was fine. And I shouldn't have done it, but that is another show that I box-setted. So it was probably better than fine. But man, I'm so tired of box-setting things. I don't know what's wrong with me. It leaves me absolutely knackered. Don't do it. Do as I say, not as I do. Moving on away from culture to technology. Do you remember back in pod... 423, which may have been 20 years ago for all I know right now. It wasn't. It was a few days ago. A week, maybe? I don't know. Back in pod 423, I recommended a device called the DBX286S. It is a preamp and a vocal processor. It is quite cheap for what it is. At the time I mentioned reliability problems some users had experienced. Since then, I found a YouTuber who experienced weird popping noises emitting from his device, so you might want to watch that video before buying. Just to summarize though, the guy who calls himself Austrian Geek ended up returning the device. I think he bought it from Toman and buying something much more expensive, but without the weird glitches. If you can hear any difference tonight, perhaps the mic isn't quite as clear as it was last week, but it might be a little smoother. That is because I'm on my trusty Shaw SM58. I still haven't rigged up the SM7B, which is what I want to do, but I've got the SM58, which is pretty good, as opposed to the 8875R, which I used last, because clear as it was, it is an absolute beast to edit. There are so many extra mouth clicks that the thing picks up 
that it is a little bit of a nightmare to edit. Though that probably goes the same for most condenser mics. Something to be aware of if you're a novice podcaster. Dynamic mics are usually a little easier to use than condenser mics. But there are exceptions to that rule. I've talked enough about this stuff. Let's move on to something else. And as promised, this is something that I wanted to talk about for a while. And that is, I wrote a script for the BBC. I didn't talk about this item previously with a deliberately clickbait title because I forgot to add the subject to the show notes of pod 423 and if it's not in the show notes it doesn't exist. I say clickbait because it's a script I wrote for BBC Writers Room Annual Open Call. Not something that would ordinarily get made Rather, it is something to show the Beeb that you can write. It is, as they ask for, a 30-page free act drama, comedy, all within their guidelines. Their guidelines were fairly flexible, but that is what I chose to write, a short film. On the other hand, I had a look at the previous winners of this open call. They are mostly young people with exceedingly long backgrounds in writing, directing, and acting. I don't know what they did. Maybe they had a time machine, or they started as creatives in previous lives or something. They probably have agents as well. I, on the other hand, wrote the whole thing right in the middle of my rather nasty migraine post-drome. I think my script is rough around the edges because I only learned about the opportunity a few days before the submission deadline, hence why I've been so tired lately. If you want to do this next year, Google BBC Writer's Room, but bear in mind it's one of those long-winded job applications that also requires you to write an on-spec script. Think about it, people. When was the last time a job asked you to submit a substantial chunk of free work? Oh yeah, well, any (laughs) time you've ever tried to get any work from one of those online crowdsourcing apps. No one likes doing work for nothing, especially creatives. I find it also bloody typical of me that I can already think of improvements I could make to the script, but I've already sent it up. It has already gone up to the godly gatekeepers of taste, so that is it for the next six months, and who knows if I'll ever get a call back. I read on the website that if the readers don't like the first ten pages then your script is ditched. Brutal. The process, as I've said, left me utterly drained. I was up for two days. I do think, though, I wrote a fairly good script. Otherwise, I wouldn't have submitted it, or put in that much work. It's a twisty thing. It's got a sting in the tail. It's got an emotional heart, 
rather unusual for Roy the Robot. And that is all I can really talk about. Can't really tell you much more about that until we hear what the final results or what the final non-results are of this whole adventure. It is a lovely and clickbaity title for this item though and I'm going to use it as the title of this episode as well. Ah, that is just about it. Still got my cider. I'm standing here in my extremely fluffy slippers. Did I also tell you I had a haircut? Yeah, I was just tired of hair getting in my eye and irritating my eye. Turned out to be nonsense. It wasn't hair getting in my eye. It was a previous eye problem that had nothing to do with hair. But yeah, I had a haircut. I've got to the age where it's just a haircut. It doesn't make me look any better, any worse. It's just a haircut. I've got quite a growth of beard on my face, though. Not bushy, but developing into something. I don't know what I want to do with it this time. Maybe a master-like goatee? Perhaps? Maybe something more musketeerish? We'll see. The cider that I'm drinking is Stoford Press, which is, if I can read it, I've got the wrong glasses on, expertly crafted in Herefordshire. This is not the low alcohol version that I usually drink, but the alcoholic version, because my eye needed a bit of a painkiller. So does my back, so do my feet. Seems to be working, although it is imparting a slight slur to my speech. A slight extra slur to my usually lispy speech. As usual, I'd implore my listeners to get in touch. It can be lonely doing these pods. It would be nice to hear from people. I say this all the time. No one ever bothers. Honestly, I would have better luck on YouTube. Come on, people. What is wrong with you? We're better than YouTube commenters. We're the hoy, not the polloi. We're podcasters and podcast aficionados. Get in the spirit of things. Get in touch. Let me know what you think of the pod. Let me know what you would like me to cover. Let me know what kind of slippers you wear. And what kind of haircut you have. And that, thank God, is it for the Monday Geek Life episode of Crash. We'll be back with some vintage Doctor Who very soon. Crash, the show that you just listened to, is produced, presented and edited by me, Roy Matur, a writer. I've probably mentioned that I'm a writer several times. Beep, if you're listening, I'm a writer. This is probably the last time I'm going to apply for anything creative to you, so please give my script a look. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. And why did I say that? It's not an ultimatum or anything. I'm just getting older. I've got to do other things. Like, perhaps, re-release my re-edited novel and write several new novels, which seems a far more creative and productive task than endlessly applying for 
media job after media job and getting absolutely nowhere. Not that I'm bitter. No. Oh wait, alcohol is a depressant, isn't it? If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, though rating it on Apple Podcasts, of course, is much more favourable and would be better for me because it appears through the Apple Podcasts Connect app for podcasters that no one is listening, which is weird because I'm getting a few hundred downloads every time I upload to archive.org, so those stats are not correct. You can also recommend Crash to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. Yes, you can feed the rumble bucket and help keep this podcast alive. With doubloons, if I'm not making myself clear there. Yes, moolah. Thanks for listening, everyone, nerdlings. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Podcast. This was episode 424, recorded on Monday the 17th of January 2022, and the time at the end of the show is 23.29.52. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!